podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good morning, everyone. Hope we're all doing well on this Thursday morning, 9.35am, a little bit late uh, start, blame the rain. I ended up getting up late and taking the dog late. Uh, he's next to me, fast asleep. Uh, so at least, I, at least I managed to get him out. It's absolutely horrible uh, here. I can see headwires. It's the evening in Australia. Hopefully you've got better weather um, than we've got. Uh, hi to Greg Frost. Hi to Connor. Hi to Yelena, who's liking the music. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Iconic, some would say. Hi to FPL Freddy. Uh, I'm so confused, aren't we all? Uh, FPL Bateman in the chat. Daniel H. Uh, Kenneth M. Loads of people already joining me on uh, this morning stream. Hopefully you all enjoyed Black Box last night. I uh, had a really good time, actually. I had a pretty stressful day. Um, went into London, third day in a row. I don't often go into London. Uh, third day into London, uh, two days in the office, and then one day doing some presentations. And it's a long one, you know, when you're just like, yeah, today's a, today is a, is a big day. And then I had to get back, set it all up. Um, Mark was, I've, I've started a, a, a notes, which is stresses Mark's has before a stream. Mark has before a stream. And I should have done it years ago because it would be endless. Um, but rain was, was, is the first note on the list. He was, he was worried about the acoustics uh, in his shed. Uh, and then if you actually saw it, and it wasn't the acoustics that were the problem. His uh, tech, his tech started going wrong, and the internet started cutting out. Uh, so yeah, he was actually right, rightfully worried about this one. And for a change, um, hi to Legolism in Singapore, uh, John Meehan in Perth. Uh, amazing um, SFPL. Why don't you also take walks in the jungle? Yeah, I can't afford his his equipment. Uh, someone's doing well for themselves. I think his his camera's quite a pricey one. Um, it is good though, isn't it? I have to say, he's a uh, his, of all the videos we've done, I think the uh, Mark wandering around uh, Horsham is um, yeah is, is one of the one of the best received ones. So I'm sure he's going to carry those on. There'll be some kind of members only videos. Um, that sounds a bit only fans, isn't it? Not only fans. Uh, it's be some kind of Godfather tier member. That's better. Um, videos coming there too. So do check that out if you're interested. Um, and if you're on this stream for the first time or listening on the podcast, uh, welcome. This is where you get to listen to a 2.3 million ranked manager uh, talk about all the bad decisions they're going to make in the future. So thanks all for, for joining me. Uh, let's talk a little bit about game week 10. Uh, it was a week that I was pretty stressed about. If you saw the stream last week, I didn't really know which kind of direction I was, I was going to go in. Um, I was flip-flopping between Saka and Watkins. Obviously, both had great fixtures. Couldn't decide which one to get. The only way I could feasibly have got both um, would have been to sell Haaland, which I was debating at the at the kind of start of the week. As the week went on, it started to seem like less and less of a good idea. And I'm glad I, I didn't go with it. Uh, so in the end, I, I prioritised Watkins, Alvarez to Watkins, um, which didn't fill me with, you know, kind of great, I don't know, a great feeling because I've liked having Alvarez in my team. He's done really well. Um, but obviously Watkins going up in price, 0.2, and, and with the fixtures to come. In the end, I made that move. Um, and that meant that Ward-Prowse, I could finally get rid of Ward-Prowse. Uh, so sticking with the, you know, get rid of your weakest players. I got rid of one last week. Uh, in him, moved him down to Adingra, 
who blanked as well, so in the end it made no difference. Um, just to reiterate, I my fifth midfielder spot, I have had uh, Richarlison to start the season. Uh, I swapped him to Mbumo. Um, I swapped Mbumo to Wal Prowse, and I swapped Wal Prowse to Adingra. And in 10 weeks, I have had two points every week um, or less from, from that fifth midfielder. So I'm effectively playing with 10 men. Uh, every week. I'm hopeful Dingra's going to get something. Um, we're going to look at his stats in a bit. They're not amazing. Um, he had a good chance actually in the last game. No real competition on the right. So I think points are going to come for him finally. Surely uh, they will. But I mean, elsewhere, Ariola in goal, I think he's a problem. Um, I know he, he makes some decent saves. I just don't think West Ham are going to keep many, many clean sheets. It was a, a good win for them in the cup last night. Um, but you know, he's a 4.3 million goalkeeper who I think we're all happy just to kind of let tick over because it allows us to do other things in the side. Um, but I'm looking at Raya, who's now only kind of 0.5 more, and just thinking this is such a, a good way to tap into that Arsenal defence um, that I still think is is going to do really well. You know, they're top of the defensive stats um, so far this season and they've got good fixtures to come. So I'm eyeing up a, a, an Areola to, to Raya move, a goalkeeper move. Uh, not this week, obviously it's Newcastle, uh, I can hold, but potentially next week, um, I think is, is the move. Um, Defence, I mean, look at this, I mean, Cash got a yellow card, we were all cursing him, he got taken off, and then seconds later they they kind of concede. Uh, so he ended up with five points, the, the highest of all the Villa um, defenders, which was nice. He could have had an assist uh, for Watkins, uh, Watkins sparing a really good opportunity, disappointed with that, but... Look at him compared to the rest of my defenders. Kabore played 90 and got zero. Um, Adogi didn't start. Really disappointed that he wasn't in the lineup, but at least they conceded. Um, Gabriel, you know, real surprise benching. I thought we all thought those days were behind him um, and they weren't. Uh, and then Botman, who I should have dealt with with ages ago, um, not playing. So in the end, uh, I did play with two defenders because Kabore played. Um, but, you know, four zeros from my five defenders. I can't ever remember having that before. So, yeah, not not ideal. Uh, elsewhere, though, pretty happy. I mean, other than Watkins, everyone came in. Salah uh, got the kind of quite fortuitous goal um, with eight points. Uh, Madison matched Saka, which I was hoping he, he would do because I would have to have sold him um, if I wanted him. Um, Son with, with another goal. Glad I kept him because he, he looked really important sort of going forward. And Diaby finally coming in. Um, in a week where I wasn't actually too confident on him, um, he, he got big big score, 13 points. That saw me from a from a quite a nasty red arrow, actually. I was around the kind of 3 million mark um, to a kind of a, an okay green. Um, I've had five green arrows in a row now, so I'm kind of steadily climbing. But I haven't hit that kind of big, big week that you know other managers are having. I've seen Seb, you know, had a 100-point week. Praz obviously had Enketia this week. People seem to be having like a kind of... Um, you know, uh, you know, one player that kind of comes in. So, you know, I need that really from from someone else, and then sort of some other players to kind of chip in. But the, the teams are very kind of similar at the moment. There's not a huge amount of of difference between them, um, and yeah, it's hard to know how to make up kind of a lot of ground. So at the moment, I think I'm kind of content to just chip away. I think the captaincy is is kind of more important than it's it's ever been. You know, if I'd been on the, the kind of the better side, if I'd captained maybe Haaland this week, if I'd gone for, you know, Salah in previous weeks, um, you know, you're looking at 34 points and then I'm probably in the top million and, and everything's looking looking pretty good. Uh, but I can't really complain. Five five greens uh, in a row um, is nothing to, to worry about. Jake is coming up. He, this seems to be a, a thing that he does on Thursdays now. Let's get him up. Oh, there he is. 
it's a bit wet. Say hi, Jake. You're live to hundred-ish people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, he smells a bit as well. Got that wet dog, that wet dog scent. Um, but yeah, you know, Snowden said he wins the race. Says Greg Frost. Yeah, I think we'll we'll take it. Um, like I said, five greens uh, on the spin, better than getting reds. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll just carry on and, and hope someone like a Dingra or my new signing this week. Um, or you know, Diaby's still quite lowly owned. Ballison's been sold. There's still some some players. Your dog is a handsome boy. Yeah, he is the most handsome boy. He's very good. Uh, Delia says hi, Jakey. <laughs> so if you're listening to the podcast, you get, you don't see the you know great great dog footage. Uh, so you're, you're definitely missing out. Do check it out. Normally Thursdays uh, around nine fifteen, nine thirty, something like that. Um, let's take a look at the watch list. Uh, this is updated for game week eleven. Um, looking kind of sorted by non penalty XGI per 90, kind of the players that I'm, I'm interested in. Um, Cash uh, is, is top um, of all defenders, I believe, um, 0.43. Um, Estupinan, um, you know, since, before he got injured, was, was matching that, 0.43 as well. I think he's, a, he's an intriguing option going forward. I can see there's, there's already some people kind of considering um, getting him in. Um, he's been out for three weeks. We have really, really important games in, in Europe um, coming up. Uh, we've had a win, a loss and a draw so far. Obviously, we need, we need to, to win at least two of the next you know three games, um, I think, to kind of make sure we, we qualify. Um, it's IX back next, who we, we beat quite comfortably, even without um, Mr. Pinion. But you've got to think that he's going to come back in for that game. Uh, that means that it's, uh, you know, Everton at, at the weekend. Is he kind of rushed back for that when... We've got that Ajax game. Um, I think he, I think he misses Ajax. Plays, uh, sorry, I think he misses Everton. Plays Ajax and then probably misses Sheffield United, um, just to kind of help us in, in Europe a bit more. So those are two winnable games, I think, without him. Um, you never really know what the Zerbi's going to do. We don't really have any options there. Maybe he does play both, but they're the two games I'd really want him for because after that it's Nottingham Forest away, Chelsea away, Brentford. They're not terrible fixtures, but obviously Everton and Sheffield United are about as good as it gets um, at the moment. So. I think he's a he's a risky one to get in this week, um, unless we get some kind of clear comments from from De Zerbi that Estepinian is ready to play, fit, available. I'd probably steer clear. The Everton game, I think, is a more predictable lineup for the attack, and then it is the defence. The Sheffield United game that could be anything. I have absolutely no idea who's going to play um, in that match, um, but yeah, I would expect a, a str- you know a, a, a full strength team against Everton. Um, but whether Estupinan's wrist in that, I'm not entirely sure. So I think he's, he's, he's probably in a void for me. Um, Trippier, 0.38. So I've avoided him up until now. I'm going to carry on avoiding him. Um, you know, it's kind of a weird one to even have on the watch list because I am watching him. I'm watching him score bloody points every week, but I'm not actually considering getting him in. Um, Simakas is next, 0.21. I was really impressed with him uh, in their last game on set pieces. Matching Trent, which is nice, really cheap, 4.6. One of those players who I think you can think, oh, he's got two... Point, you know, two two returns now. I've missed the boat on that. You haven't missed the boat on him. I think he's just a great, great pick going forward. He, he's the pick of defenders, really, um, I think, for 4.6. Absolutely great option until Robertson's back. Um, so if you haven't got him, you know, and, you, and you've got, you know, kind of dogie or someone, I think he's, he's a really easy move. Uh, and he was a really easy move for me um, this week before his before his price rise. And I have got Trent on the list. You can see his non-pinnicture up at 90, 0.2. That is insanely low, though. Um, you know, we're used to seeing Trent kind of right up in the 0.5, 0.6 uh, mark, especially with the new role that he's playing. But it just isn't happening for him uh, at the moment. I think he got an assist 
um, last night, but at the moment, not justifying um, the money. I think you're only going to go from if you haven't got Haaland, um, for example, uh, and then you're going to be hopeful he's going to get something. I think this this Luton game, if he's going to haul in any game, it's going to be this one. I think with the pitch the way it is, very congested, they're going to rely on him a bit more to play that killer ball, uh, make that pass. I can see definitely an assist and a clean sheet for him in, in the next game. So obvious hold. Would I buy him? Probably not. Um, you've got Poro and Destiny. Um, you know, both on kind of Poro on 0.18, Destiny Dogan on 0.12, both kind of quite similar. Um, I think Poro owners will be feeling very hard done by, you know, losing that clean sheet uh, in, in the last minutes against Palace, who didn't really offer offer that much um, in that game. Um, Adogi will be back on Monday, I've got absolutely no doubt. I think he was probably pretty close on Friday, but they obviously thought they could win that game without him, make sure he's available for, for Chelsea. So important to the system. Um, ben Davis proved, I think, in that match that he's just not at the level that, that they that they need him to be at as an understudy. Um, I think Emerson came in on, on the wrong side for him and, and did quite well. Um, so he's there as a deputy, but you know you can't compare a kind of a, a naturally left-footed, uh, a, a natural left, a left natural left-sided player um, like Destiny with someone like Emerson playing out of position. So he's absolutely vital to the system with, with Perisic out. Um, I have no doubt he'll be back. Um, and then I've got Gabriel. Uh, I mean, look, he's not being extra up in 90, 0.04. You really are relying on those clean sheet points um, with him. Um, they, you know, they are starting to play a few more, um, you know, uh, kind of decent corners into the box. Um, Saka got the assist from a very contentious assist, I think, even though Mark uh, disagrees. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, you're going to be uh, unlikely to get points from, from Gabriel, um, from, from, at least from an attacking sense. Um, I imagine he's, he's back and reinstated in the team though for, for Newcastle. Um, and beyond, and then I just added two, uh, four million options really: Bradthwaite and, and Lascelles. Um, Lascelles has got absolutely no goal for it whatsoever. That's fine. He's four million playing for one of the top defenses. Uh, Bradthwaite's got a little bit more. Um, looks really good. Um, Everton's defence numbers aren't too bad, um, and the the fixtures, you know, there's the odd game you can play him in. I'd still prefer Lascelles if I was, you know, downgrading a defender this week um, and and having to free up some money. Um, I think Botman's going to be out for a while. Um, now these these kind of niggling injuries can can last for for ages, um, and you know Lascelles has played really well. So I think Lascelles is a nice pick, even when the home fixtures are tough. You know Chelsea, Manchester United. I wouldn't be surprised to see clean sheets in those for for Newcastle. So yeah, I I really like Lascelles. He's a good pick. Um, looking at midfield, I think Fatty's a really fun option uh, for this week. Um, if you are looking for a one week punt. Um, I am almost 100% sure that Fatty is going to start up front for us um, against uh, Everton. Um, he has great underlying stats so far in the league, but big caveat, he hasn't actually made a start um, yet, but he's growing more into the side, I think. You know, he had a big performance in Ajax, got the goals in that. Um, and, you know, he's looking have to have more of an impact kind of off the bench. I think he'll, he'll definitely be given the start um, this week. So, you know, maybe if you're wildcard in game week 12 or you're looking for someone... Um, for this week, um, then then Fatty's a pump. I mean, I would whether he starts against Sheffield United the week after is a complete lottery. But even again off the bench, you know, home game against Sheffield United, he looks good. So yeah, a bit of a fun one for for six five. Uh, Abumo's on there as well. Um, six point seven, he's gone up again. I think he went up last night. Zero point seven eight, crazy stats. You know, with penalties, fixtures aren't great, but who cares? He keeps finding a way to score points. So yeah, obviously really like him. Um, I probably put him above Matoma. Around the same price, six point five. Uh, Matoma, you know, is he's a fine pick. You know, he's the most kind of probably the most reliable pick that we have um, in in the Brighton squad. But you know, apart from the two goals he scored against 
um, uh, in, in the last game, uh, not in the last game, sorry, against Bournemouth. And there was a lot of blanks for him, you know, blanked against West Ham, blanked against Manchester United, and then he's blanked in the last four games as well. Um, he can score, you know, he scored a wonder goal against Wolves where he dribbled past kind of everyone, but teams work him out a little bit. I think he's still quite effective at what he does, but in terms of really getting those attacking returns, um, I think there's better options than, than him for 6-5. I'm happy with a Dingra at 5. Um, would I pay 6-5 for Matoma? I'm not totally sure um, that I would. Obviously, you hold him if you've got him, but I would be rushing to, to buy him. Um, I like Gordon at 5-7 as well. He can play up front. Showed that last night. Um, I like Bowen as well. Also played up front uh, last night, 0.49. Um, and then you've got Palmer as well at 5 million. He just looked absolutely brilliant um, in that in that match. Uh, and then you've got the kind of the Saka Madison conundrum, which is what I'm I'm having to kind of deal with each week. Selling Madison to Saka, I just don't feel completely comfortable with it. Madison's been so so good, but obviously the Arsenal fixtures are so good, and Saka's really that talisman in the team. Um, so it's not easy for me to to do it because Saka's a bit more expensive. So it's probably going to be a hit if I want to do it in the near future to do Saka to, Mad- uh, to Madison Saka. I don't know. It's not it's not sitting with me right. So I might end up avoiding it altogether. Um, so yeah, and and just fear Saka every week because um, you know he's got high ownership. Uh, I know Arsenal are capable of, got, of scoring goals. The fixtures are good. There's lots of reasons to get him. Um, it's just the the make of my team doesn't lend itself particularly well um, to buying him. Uh, and then up front, not really many forwards. Um, I think that we can consider maybe uh, Wilson is a little bit unlucky not to be added to this, but I'm still preferring the five um, in midfield. Darwin's at the top. I think he's a lovely pick. Um, you know, against Luton this week, honestly, I think he's a captain contender if you've got him um, with with the kind of aerial presence that he's got and and how probably how deep they're going to sit. Um, I think he's they're going to get crosses into the box, and I think he could could benefit from that. Uh, Harland isn't going anywhere now, um, although the captaincy uh, is is going to be coming off him, I think, for at least a few weeks uh, going forward. Uh, Watkins, glad to have him. You know, underlying stats still good. He put in his highest XG performance of the season against Luton. Really unlucky not to to get something from that game um so uh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't panic about that too much um and then i've left alvarez on there because you know it's still a man city attacker for 7.2 after the fixtures uh, get a bit better i think particularly for that double game week that they're potentially going to have um sort of towards the end of the year uh, i think alvarez is, is going to almost certainly come back into a lot of our sides um so yeah lo- lots of lots of good picks um i'm ha- pretty happy with my team kind of going forward uh, this is how I'm kind of set up for this week. Ariola in goal. I think he's kind of the weak link, really, on this side. Um, I've got a dogie for Chelsea. They're struggling to score goals. And I think they win that game quite comfortably, Spurs. Uh, Cash and, and Simakas, who's come in uh, for Botman. And then it's Salah, Son, Madison, Diaby, Adingra, uh, Haaland, captain, obviously, against Bournemouth. Uh, really hopeful for a massive return on that. Uh, and then Watkins. And I've actually got a bench option with, with Gabriel uh, on the bench now. So... It was kind of, you know, a lot of stress this week trying to work out who to sell. Should I sell a Dogi if he's still got the flag? Um, but then he probably comes back into the team and I think he's, he's a good option. Do I sell Gabriel? Now he's been dropped. Uh, but what if he comes back into the team and Arsenal got good fixtures? Um, the the benefits of selling those two, would it have given it would have given me that point one needed to have done Madison to Saka potentially next week. Um, so I've kind of killed off that route really by, by selling Botman, who's a little bit cheaper. Um, but I think my, my team generally looks looks much healthier. Um, having made that that move, so overall, um, kind of pretty happy um, to uh, to to have done that, and and to be and to have gotten rid of, of Botman really, who's really been kind of stinking up my team uh, for a while. So 
that is where I'm at. Let's go over to the chat, see if there's any kind of questions. Let me know if you've got any issues uh, that you want me to take a look at um, before we go. Talk about Jake sitting on my lap. Is he gives me a bit of hay fever. <laughs> so if you see me kind of rubbing my nose, um, then that is that is why. Uh, BJN says Archer to Enketia, um, possible. It's not possible for me, um, not unless I, I make a, a pretty sizable downgrade um, somewhere. I could do something like a dogey um, to to Lascelles, for example, and then and then Archer to to Enketia. Um, but then that would mean sort of benching. If we come back to my team, um, that would mean benching. I mean, who do I bench next week? Um, you know, Diaby's got Fulham. Uh, Son and Madison with Villa. I mean, I could bench Madison, but again, it doesn't feel great. Watkins Harland, maybe a Dingra gets benched for, for Nketiah. Yeah, it's a possibility um, if I do want to if I do want to tap into to the Arsenal attack. Um, it just feels a bit like I know Nketiah is a good pick, but Saka is really the one I want. And and you know, picking a player who's kind of inferior, you know, spending quite a bit of money, kind of you know, having a, a strong bench, kind of I don't know, makes my team a little bit more inflexible. I'm not entirely sure if it's worth it. So. Yeah, I might do it. I do like um, Enketia um, as a pick, but I'd probably want to play him every week, to be honest, if, if I had him. And, you know, maybe switch, uh, you know, if maybe if I switched Dingra to, to Enketia, for example, that would be the play. Um, but there'd be too much surgery needed to do that. So probably not going uh, to do that. Um, let's take a look at something else. Johnson or Areola? Um, Jared C. Mm, yeah, I think Johnson's... I, I, I'm just not sold on Areola. He's so popular. I feel like that's maybe somewhere where we can twist um, a little bit. And then you look at Crystal Palace's fixtures. Burnley, Everton, Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth. That's a great run. Um, I'd pay the extra money for, for Johnston, um, I think. Uh, I made an early transfer and bought Gabrielle before his price rise. Am I completely screwed? Bought Gabrielle. Gabrielle's price hasn't gone up, has it? Oh, it has gone up. Interesting. Um, no, you're fine. He'll he'll be back in the side. He'll be, you know, he played last night. Um, only only because he, he obviously got the rest in the last game. Um, he'll play against Newcastle for sure. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that one. He'll play the Champions League, and then it's Burnley at home. I mean, he could he could rest him for Kiwi or, um, but you know, just make sure by next week you've got a, an okay sub because it's unlikely he's going to come on. So I wouldn't worry. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much. Um, Greg Frost, I prefer 4.5 for the 8th attacker, keep the first team strong. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I could maybe move like a Dingra and Archer to Enketia and, and someone, but I think I'm going to keep the faith in, in Dingra. Um, I still like him for the, for the next, and you know, it's Sheffield United. I'm not going to sell him ahead of that um, for that one. Uh, SCFBL, thoughts on Carabao Cup results? Another big win for Liverpool, lots of goals for them. Um, you know, Salah played in that, Darwin, strong team, Simicast as well. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're just showing that they're a real force um, this year. Uh, so if you if you've loaded up on Liverpool attackers this week, I think you you've got to be you've got to be hopeful for for points. Um, West Ham beating Arsenal so comfortably was it was a shock. Um, it was a chance for some of the Arsenal kind of reserves to kind of showcase their ability. Havertz as well, really disappointing. You know players like Vieira, Nelson. These are all players who want to stake a claim in first team football. Won't have done themselves any favours um, in that match. So great result for Liverpool. Obviously awful result for Arsenal. Um, but I think really cements a couple of key players um, in their sides. Arsenal will see that they can't really afford to make too many changes in games because they can't have another performance like that. Uh, and Liverpool will look at Darwin and Salah and think, OK, you're going to be playing every week now. So useful for us. None of us were considering Manchester United anyway. Newcastle just go from strength to strength. We're not going to be selling any of their players. Um, so, yeah, I think just the results just kind of reaffirmed kind of a lot of what we already knew, um, really. So, uh, yeah, but, but interesting. Um, another distraction for Newcastle having to play Chelsea in, in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, I, I think it's, you say it's a distraction, distraction from FPL terms, but 
they won a trophy, right? And if you remember City back in the day when they started, you know, they're on their path to dominance. Um, they they won the Carabao Cup, um, and and that kind of sets a bit of a precedent for what what's going to come. So, how is prioritising the Carabao Cup? Um, I think obviously he's making changes, giving players like Wilson a rest. But I think in the later stages he's going to be playing stronger and stronger teams, and will against Chelsea as well. Um, and he'll want to go one step further and, and win it uh, this season. Um, United defence in the Carabao Cup look worse than a promoted team. Their defence against City look worse than a promoted team. I don't know what other team in the league would would have a you know would would have Maguire and Evans at centre back. Like genuinely, I look at some of the promoted teams and I think, you know, would would, would Burnley swap their centre backs for those two? I don't know. I think maybe maybe that's a bit harsh on Maguire, but Johnny Evans should not be starting against Man City or in. Or in in Premier League games he should be like last reserve the fact they're dipping into that and, and Lindelof at left back I mean yeah it's, it's an absolute joke so yeah um, I definitely wouldn't be investing in any Manchester United players despite the next two fixtures um, looking really really good uh, Chelsea getting 120 million for Havertz and Mount looking good business absolutely yeah with all the money they've spent they need to recruit some and, and they've done well um, with those two picks I was completely wrong about Havertz like don't get me wrong I you know I was tipping him all season um, the only reason I didn't start with him was because I had the money to go for Odegaard, who didn't do that much better. I think he got a goal um, and some bonus, but I was not expecting Havertz to be as poor as, as he's been. I thought this would be a new lease of life for him. Um, but yeah, really, really, really disappointing um, signing for, for Arsenal so far. And I think Arteta's starting to lose a bit of trust uh, in him. I think that the Chaka, you know, losing Chaka was so big and... A couple of years ago, we all thought, you know, he was the weak link in the team. But losing him has been huge. They haven't been able to replace that with Havertz. Um, and they're not the kind of... I know they've just scored five, but they're not the kind of same swashbuckling team that we saw in games last last season. Rice has really improved them sort of all over the pitch. But, um, you know, they're, 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 they are missing that kind of box-to-box link, I think, that, that Chaka brought into the side. Um, and, and Havertz just, just can't do that. Uh, Delia says don't sell Madison um, learn from my mistakes yeah I don't want to sell uh, Madison but it kind of might have to might have to be uh, that uh, Zubin says will Arsenal score against Newcastle yeah I think they will I think they'll win that game I think it'll be tight I think they'll win it 1-0 um, but wouldn't be too surprised if it, if it went the other way um, and Newcastle won that but yeah I think I think Arsenal score in that so um, if you've got Nketiah if you've got Saka probably not buys this week but you definitely play them um, in that week. Uh, Tarek, one of our new Godfather tier members, uh, Trippier, Gordon, Archer, uh, to Gahey, Palm and Darwin for a minus four. No, not for me. I think, you know, you're looking at Trippier and Gordon, um, you know, okay, it's a tough game this week, but next week it's Bournemouth um, as well. You've probably got quite a lot of money invested in them. I think Gordon's a good pick. I think Trippier's a good pick um, as well. You know, Gahey's got good fixtures, but, you know, he's nowhere near as good as Trippier. Um, Palmer and Gordon, I'd rather have Gordon um, in that. Darwin's fun, but I think you're sacrificing a bit too much. And for a hit as well. No, I don't I don't think I'd I'd do that. Um, I would be tempted for Darwin, um, but then I think, you know, next week you're gonna be thinking, oh, I wish I had Trippier and Gordon back in my side. Uh, so no, not not for a not for a hit. Um, I think that's about it um, for me. Uh, Vezani says English media killed Chaka, great player scapegoat. He didn't help himself though, did he? He was he 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 got red carded and and you know clapping the fans sarcastically. Um, you know I know he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders, but I don't think he helped himself. But yeah, he 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 was a bit of a scapegoat for that team um, in the end. And uh, I'm glad he he left you know with his head held high because he had a great season, obviously um, last season. Uh, so that's it from me.
Hopefully you've enjoyed that. Um, I'll be back next week ahead of game week 12. Good luck in game week 11. Uh, have a good weekend uh, as well. Um, and I will see you all uh, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.